what's up, guys? It's Liz Kelly, and welcome to the Ringer Podcast Network. On Sunday, the Big Picture Podcast is going live right after the Oscars with Sean Fennessy and Amanda Dobbins reacting to the top stories from Hollywood's biggest night. You can watch their reactions in real time or tune in later on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. For red carpet coverage and celebrity news from the night, listen to the newest episode of Ringer Dish with Juliet Littman, Kate Hallowell, Millie Wedemeyer, and me, Liz Kelly. Listen and subscribe to Ringer Dish and The Big Picture on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Ringer Dish. The Oscars just happened. We're going to talk about them. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm joined by two of the co-hosts of Tea Time, Kate Hallowell. Hello. And Liz Kelly. Hello. Guys, what a show. Parasite. Upset. Kind of. Best movie, but still wasn't predicted to win like Yeah, I was very surprised. I should be way more tired than I am. I am energized right now. I know. Real, like, shot to the bloodstream there. Really exciting. Just so wonderful to not have 1917 win everything. Actually thrilling. Yeah. And, like, we had... Yeah. We can talk about this a little more later, but we had Parasite in the dock, like, for our best section, and we kept adding to it. So it was, like, best original screenplay. And then we were like, ooh, international film. It was like, (laughs) oh, my gosh, best director. Then we were like, holy shit. (laughs) Just kept going. It was great. It's a special night. Let's begin by talking with some about some special looks people who look good on the red carpet and in the award ceremony in general how would you say the fashion was this year like what's your tweet length review of this year's oscars fashion i was super disappointed yeah was, i was really bored you Liz? said it best in, in person in the studio you said everyone played it really safe mm-hmm. and a lot of people in the worst looks it's not that they looked outrageous it's just they looked boring boring or yeah. just like Almost there, but not. Yeah. There was no, like, Gwyneth Paltrow, the Golden Globes. Yeah. Oh, how I miss those days. <laughs> even, we were talking about it. Even Rooney Marish, we don't have her on either list because she was wearing, like, some kind of, like, black yeah. lacy number. They're, like, like paper mache goth look. Yeah, all like, the people are just get. playing yeah. the classic hits, yeah. you know? They we were needed just going, J-Lo. We did. We, we did. We did miss J-Lo. I, I missed her a lot. I, yeah. I agree. But uh, people who look good. Cynthia Riva. We had a lot of her on the show tonight in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at all times, she looked fantastic. She did. She always really goes for it, which I... Honestly, she went for it less tonight, and I was kind of like, oh, we kind of needed you to, like, really go over the top. Yeah. But she looked great. She always does. She always just goes really hard. She does, like, the earrings and the huge dress and, like, very spherical. She's also just, like, ripped. And, she, like, she just is has these, like, <laughs> very striking looks. I just think she's great. And I think her her Broadway energy brings a lot yes. to her looks, yeah. too. Like she, a lot of showmanship. She's theatrical yeah. in general. It was yeah. a big night for muscular, strong women. Yeah, it's her, true. Kelly Ripa, I mean, looked cr- incredible. Yeah. Renee Zellweger. No Renee Zellweger's shoulders this yes. whole award season have been just amazing. I liked Renee Zellweger's white. One yeah. shoulder, I thought she one long sleeve. Yes. I liked it particularly because it's very hard to wear a formal white dress and not look bridal. Yeah. But she mm-hmm. did not look bridal at all. It just looked very like glamorous, black tie, red carpet look. And mm-hmm. I think that, that's hard to pull off. I admired a lot when I was zoning out during her very oh long acceptance speech. <laughs> I don't even know what she was talking about. She started <laughs> like saying either. names. I don't think yeah. she knew. <laughs> hard to keep up. Next, someone who's not often celebrated, Brie Larson. She looked great. Beating. Sometimes beating works. Yeah. That is true. And she did a very classy cape shoulder drape situation, which a lot of women did. Quite a few capes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It is is a nice look. We also have Natalie Portman on here for her cape. I thought she looked great. She had like kind of a black and gold beading situation, but... 
There's one thing that I did not love with Cape, which is she embroidered the names of the female directors who didn't get nominated on her cape. Natalie Portman did? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's very Natalie Portman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was too much. I was like, just just have a nice cape situation. <laughs> you can complain about it in all your interviews, which you've been doing, which is great. But this was too much for me. We can talk about the, <laughs> the kind of reaction to the lack of diversity in yeah. women in, in the show in mm-hmm. a little bit. But... I, in general, am against the trend of embroidering names into your, into your like, train of any kind. Like, yeah. of course, Angelina Jolie famously did famously. it for yes. wedding dress. Right. <laughs> like, in general, it's not something that looks that good or is, like, that cool. Yeah. But find another way to make a, make <laughs> yeah. a, make a statement. I, I don't support it. Yeah. Greta Gerwig was wearing a kind of a pretty safe, middle-of-the-road green gown, which mm-hmm. I liked. And she mm-hmm. looked a very nice color for her. But I really liked her necklace. She was wearing a beautiful jeweled necklace with a, like a, her strap. Went really well with the kind of sweetheart strapless neckline. And it just, it elevated the whole look. So great job by her jeweler. That was a very important thing for her because she got a lot of screen time once the awards actually started. <laughs> but you only see it, you know, great from call, like actually. You're lap right. up. So you yeah. have to look great from here up. The rest is just, <laughs> They were you know, cutting to her constantly. Constantly. It had nothing to do with her. She also, it was like, oh, someone won something. Here's Greta who's won nothing. <laughs> I can't really talk because I did weep during the immemorial. <laughs> yeah, you but did. But she was crying through the whole Did you ceremony. really weep through it? Mm-hmm. Yes. You were cleaning I was up. Cleaning I was, yeah, you, were, yes. you missed it. <laughs> I was, yeah. Um, that's a great point, though. I didn't think about because Greta also the bottom of her dress has fringe, like the very bottom. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't even see that. Yeah, and so if you saw the full look, you would yeah. have seen that, and it was it was not good. It made the dress worse. But you're right; we actually didn't see that very often. Yeah, and unfortunately, she didn't stand at any time where we would have seen it. So, <laughs> right. but her and Noah Bombach seemed like they were having a great night. Noah oh, Bombach yeah. was the most active like audience member. He was like really into everyone's speech and like laughing at everyone's jokes. It's yeah. great. I didn't see his, that coming. His movies are such downers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah they are. I love them. Like I absolutely love them. Francis Ha is like one of the most important movies in my I've ever seen to me, and not in the world, but just to me. <laughs> and. and the fact that he was so smiley and he just seems like he's taken on a new persona of like happy guy, just happy to be here yeah. is so jarring. <laughs> I'm just like, where is the squid and the whale energy? Who is this Noah Baumbach? <laughs> it's very confusing. Love and, it. Yeah, it's great. I'm, I'm happy for them. Next on our list, Salma Hayek. She's just, I feel like she's done a great run. The last like 10 times I've seen Salma Hayek, she's just looked classic and hot and just like, she just does it right. And it was a very different look than her Golden Globes look, which yeah. we just saw and talked about in the last Ringer Dish episode, which was much a low-cut, very bright blue dress. This time she went very simple and elegant. Mm-hmm. It was a nice very cream Grecian. color. Yeah. Yeah. She looked great. She also was wearing white. It was a little bit more bridal. It's very hard to not look bridal when you mm-hmm. go when you go in this style. Indeed. I did like it. She kind of looked mother of the bride, which is also a mean thing to say, but she looked good. Yeah, she also, did. Also, she was up there with Oscar Isaac, and they're just such a good couple together. Yeah. <laughs> like, they just look so great. <laughs> I think you could take both of them, though, and you put Oscar Isaac with, like, nine out of ten Anyone? women. Yeah, you're, you're like, right. Great That's couple. fair. <laughs> and you also take Salma Hayek, and you put her with nine out of ten men. You're like, you're great like, couple. Damn. Yeah, you're right. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> so it's really, like, high approval rating for both. Yeah. Um, next, Julie Louis-Dreyfus. She was presenting with Will Ferrell. A lot of the bits were not funny. Mm-hmm. And even her bit was not that funny, but she just sells it so well. She does. And she's so congenial that you're like, okay, yeah. just stay on stage. No big deal. Another very strong, muscular woman dropped the workout routine. She looked absolutely amazing, very fit. And, and cancer survivor. Yes, I'm happy to see yes. her healthy and just like looking yeah. great. She was it's, glowing. Yeah, it's amazing how much she has come back yeah. from it. She looked incredible. She was wearing like a kind of like a, a, a midnight blue color. Mm-hmm. It was, again, like a pretty classic dress, but yeah. it, 
It just works. She looked very nice. Yeah. yeah. Like. Good, like, presenter outfit, you know? Like, yes. solid. It's a win. Like, you're not taking away from anybody. Like, you look great. Right. Yeah, that's a great point. Like, she looked lovely, but was not distracting. And right. We're not going to, like, walk away from this award show talking about TV actress Julie Louis-Dreyfus. <laughs> right. <laughs> movie award show. Next... This one's a little divisive, and it will help us transition into the worst looks. Kristen Wiig, who was on stage also for a fucking long time, <laughs> and also the opposite of Julia Louis-Dreyfus. She, um, Liz, how would you describe her red dress? It uh, started off simple. It was simple in theories, bright red. She had um, black gloves that were up above her elbow, but it should have been cut off. We should have been trimmed. So it was a bright red dress that floor length, but on either side of her, all down her legs was ruffle, but it was sticking directly outward. It she looked, took up a lot of it space. It looked like a ravioli noodle. It I did. was going to say it looked like a lasagna noodle. Right. Very like similar. It's literally what it looked like. So yes. which one of you put her on the best dress list? Because it was not me. I think she looked good. I thought that she pulled it off. I thought okay. her styling, her hair and makeup was her incredible. Her hair great. She had a little pixie. Yes. yes. And her it's makeup was her. beautiful. I thought she pulled it off. It's not like a dress that I would like, but it, but no one took a chance. And she took a chance. You're right. I guess and that's And she, she looked good in it. It also like gave her a place to put her hands on the red carpet, which I liked. True. And I actually thought it was like the kind of jolt that we needed during a pretty, mm. otherwise pretty boring show. And I, I thought she really pulled it off. Also, not a look you would expect from Kristen Wiig, just based on her, her usual red carpet style. I think it's always a really um, interesting bet to do red on a red carpet because even these pictures I'm looking at her now, they're floor length and she goes right up against the kind of off red, darker mm. red color Clashes of the carpet. Bit. I think I would have chosen, I like the big swing, but maybe would have done, trimmed yeah. it a little, changed I liked the color. it from the waist up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's kind of looking like Sarah Paulson these days. Oh, I great mean, call. Would love to look more like Sarah Paulson. <laughs> so sign me she up. Ha- she does look so different. She's a different kind of person with this short hair. I like Everyone that. should try to look like Sarah Paulson. She looks really good. I have to say, I think she also like, I don't know. Her face just looked flawless. She looked great. Yeah. She really did. Um, next, on to the worst looks. This one is also a little divisive. I put Scarlett Johansson at the top of the list. I thought her dress just did not fit right. It was very Project Runway to me in, Ooh, in that it was, it was like a nice dress that wasn't edited at all. And it had like too many things going on. Plus, it was like this champagne color, but it, it was like a like a cheap champagne. I don't know. It just wasn't working for me. And then there was like some hardware on it. And I thought the, the material was... Um, not particularly flattering. I just hated it. I thought I think it's unfair that the link in this outline includes her and Colin Jost because yes, I together I don't love this image, don't love the <laughs> couple. But I think on its own, I did actually really love the look. And then she had a really bold eye. It was like very kind of heavy dark makeup and then a nude lip and then kind of nude all the way down. I really liked it because it was just slightly different. You know, then she could have just cut it sure. off without the hardware. It would have been a very classic awards dress. Yeah, I just have truly hated all of her looks this award season. <laughs> and so she walked onto the carpet in this and I was like, oh, yeah, like not bad. I just hate this fabric. It doesn't fit. It really is an unflattering right. fabric. Yeah. yeah. It's really like she needs like something over it. Like this is like the bottom layer yeah. underneath right. the tool yeah. or something. Yeah, it's yeah. like slip material. Yeah. I wonder if her dress got fucked up and they like had to alter it or something. I don't know. This seems unfinished to me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Why is she with Colin Jones? <laughs> <laughs> the eternal question. He actually, speaking of like screen time for all these people, got literally none, even though he was specifically called out, which I know we'll talk about later, specifically called out, not a single camera pan to that man's face. So, like all of Hollywood agrees. Bless. You just gotta ignore him. I feel like at the Oscars, you're reminded of like who's famous and who's not. Totally. And it, it's like, oh, TV writer behind the scenes, Saturday Night Live on one sketch per week. 
Nah, no one knows don't you. Care about <laughs> you. They don't know who you are in like 20 countries. Right. No one cares. <laughs> right. Um, next, Al Pacino. Oof. So we work at Sunset Gower Studios, which is across the street. <laughs> I can't believe you're saying which is across the street from Gower Gulch, which is like a wild place. And it looks like Al Pacino just like rolled into the Oscars, hit Hollywood and Highland after like buying some. Gatorade at the Rite Aid at Gower Gulch and didn't have time for the proper styling. And that's Al Pacino <laughs> he does. at Oscars he 2020. Looks, he looks like a man of the gulch. He L- probably had dinner at, what's the place called? Kebab, Kebab Daddy. Daddy. Kebab Daddy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then he did his makeup in the makeup aisle at Rite Aid and just walked over and it took a toll on him because the neighborhood's crazy now. And <laughs> that's, that's what we've got from Al Pacino. It's a singularly crazy look, particularly compared to how he looked as Jimmy Hoffa in The Irishman, for which he was nominated. Right. I think the hair is the biggest issue, which lends it to the kind of disheveled look. If you're going to have hair that length, which is, by the way, almost at his shoulders, you got to put some, get a note from Brad Pitt, put some styling cream in it, brush it a little bit off your shoulders. His hair has never been brushed, I don't think. I don't think so either. Al Pacino just like, I look at him and I'm just like, dude, you didn't have to go. No one one thought you'd be winning. (laughs) Like, I'm just like, could you have put in any less effort and still be black tie? And right next to Robert De Niro, too, who always cleans up, always looks really nice and classy. It is a tough comparison. I love Bob De Niro. I watched The Intern yesterday. Oh, really? The Nancy Myers movie. Yeah. Man is a good, and man is a charming in it. He's actually really good in that. Yes, it's a great movie, which he probably did for money, but who cares? Really liked it. Uh, um, next, uh, Kate, I cede the floor to you. Please, let's get into this next one. Which, I feel so betrayed on so many levels by the cast of Little Women Okay, tonight. Let, let's get into these levels. So, initially in the premiere of Little Women, all the Little Women showed up, and they all looked horrible, and Timmy looked great. And I was like, this is how this is going to go. And that's okay, as long as Timmy looks great. Timmy looked great tonight? Uh, no, no. This was at the premiere of Little Women. Oh, I and see. And throughout Sorry. award season. Sorry, I got confused. Throughout award season, my saving grace was Timmy because he always looked great. He just tries. He puts in the extra level. He looks very chic. And tonight, you know, Little Women cast members showed up. Saoirse showed up with some weird peplum thing coming out of her stomach. And Too I was many like, colors. I was like, tough, but like, still got Timmy. Florence Pugh showed up. Just not looking great. Just a really unflattering dress, like a bright turquoise. Love her, but I was like, it's okay, we got Timmy. It's going to be fine. And Timothy Chalamet rolled up after being hyped up on Twitter by Kid Cudi, being like, <laughs> can't wait for you to see my boy Timmy's fit. He rolled up looking like a member of the security team, valet, a so gas station attendant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He slicked back his hair in like some sort of greaser style. And then he had like a like a members only jacket, like gas station attendants two piece. wasn't even a suit. It was like a. That's the thing is it wasn't. It's a not suit. a suit. It was like a satin bomber jacket and then satin looking pants. But like it was so bad. It it looked like he snuck in or something. Yeah, yeah. and he also looked high. So the combination. He would have to be to put this on his body. <laughs> like I don't. <laughs> I have truly never felt more betrayed by a person in my life. And I consider Timothy Chalamet a person in my life. Was it last year's Oscar that he wore the harness that got you? That was a can. That was Golden Globes. Oh, Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought that was at one of the festivals. Um, Yeah. It was just, he's been really on fire lately. Mm -hmm. I really thought we had it figured out. And we took a step back. An absolute whiff. Like, actually, I feel hurt on several levels. It was a real bummer. It just suggested that he, like Al Pacino, wasn't taking it seriously or something. I don't know what he it was, was doing. really weird. I don't. I think like his like Kid Cudi and his friends were like, "Bro, you should wear this. It looks sick." So and he'll yeah. be like, "Totally." Is he friends with Kid Cudi now? Yeah. When did that happen? Uh, hard to say. They had dinner together mm-hmm. um, with Kanye, 
and Pete Davidson. Yeah, they're oh, both big fans last year. A while ago? Last year, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was, uh, what, Kid oh, Cudi's no. birthday party? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Yeah, so, so they've been still friends fr- for a while. But are we sure they're still friends other than his tweet? After this, tweets. maybe not. Yikes. I hope not. Because Bad I just want to say, I really like Kid Cudi. He's got a lot of hits. Similarly, yesterday, I was listening to Poker Face by Kid Cudi, Kanye West, and Common wow. sampling Lady Gaga. And I was like, yeah, Kid Cudi is really good. But, like, no longer relevant. Like, he's not, like, Timmy, you could do better. <laughs> it's really sad. He's super relevant. Is Timmy still dating Lily Rose Depp? I believe so, yes. Where was she? Why didn't she attend tonight? She saw his help and was like, no. <laughs> She ran away. Absolutely Wait, not. Wait, Kate, speaking of missing people, where in the hell was Emma Watson? I still don't where, know. What is one other thing she could have been doing that was worth it than to not reunite with this cast of Little Somebody Women? Somebody tweeted at me and was like, she's putting books on the subway. <laughs> Did she go to the um, BAFTAs? She hasn't been anywhere. Where was she? So she was strange. at the premiere in some, you know, I don't know, custom thing made from a tree. And then she disappeared forever. It's just an absolute mystery. It's wild. Really disappointing. Like, how do you have anything better to do right now? You don't. She, you she truly don't. doesn't. It's wild. Yeah, there's literally no way she had anything better to do. No. It doesn't make any sense at all. I got nothing. Maybe she's pregnant. Whoa. Ooh, love that take. Okay. Interesting. I don't know. Just throwing it, it out there. I mean, there's, we have no idea. No, it doesn't right. make any None. sense. So yeah. by all but means, sure. To be honest, that's my best guess. I mean, that, it makes more sense than her being like, no, I don't need to go to the Oscars. Or she hates everyone. But it's bad for her to not go to the Oscars. Yeah. Right. She could, like, stay away from the people she doesn't like. Yeah. It's a yeah. huge room full of people. Yeah. yeah. No Kate, problem. I have one other question for you. Uh-huh. Saoirse Ronan's bangs, are they fake? Are they clip-on? Or are they real? I think they're real. Really? I considered them because Florence Pugh did a fake bangs look last night. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think Saoirse's hair is too thin to do the, the fake bangs. She so I think they're real. She's not a faking type. Yeah. It's we not, don't know. She's so Hollywood now, you know? A stylist says Saoirse. I think I, can, I looked at several pictures of them and I think they're real. I thought Florence Pugh looked really nice tonight. I'm didn't sorry to say. love the dress. Just didn't like it. I know that she's not a fave around here. I love her. No, she's not, Liz doesn't like her. <laughs> you all don't like her. I love her. I hate Amy from Little Women, so I'm just gonna, I'm right. gonna hate her as a result. Okay. I didn't love her dress, but it was like architectural. I thought it was flattering and she has just kind of like a weird frame. Yeah, that I think she doesn't, true. doesn't always look great, and mm-hmm. I thought it. I thought even if you don't love the dress, her whole look worked for her. I agree, and I like the kind of sculptured like hair yeah. situation. Mm-hmm. She's got a good stylist, I have to say. She does. I think she has Catherine something. I just saw tweets about how good she was today because her her look last night was so good at Spirit Awards. Oh, cool. Um, but okay. yeah, okay, I, moving on. Just let down by all of them. Lastly, Myra Roby. I call her Roby, but it's really Robbie. Yeah, it's not Roby. <laughs> I, I call her Margot So Roby. that's a fun quirk. <laughs> I don't know why I do that, but I just do. Uh, she was wearing her classic beach waves and a black dress. Yes. This is the epitome of like, I want more. We have talked for a long time, and I think Twitter is in agreement. Like, she's just got to find a different stylist. She's got to find a new lane. This is so her time. In Hollywood? Yes. And I she was in two movies. If you're not capitalizing right now, what yeah. are you doing? You're blowing it like Emma Watson. Yeah. I, I mean, the dress is, I mean, she always is beautiful and the dress is beautiful. But at the same time, there was nothing of note from her. I would say of all of the nominated um, actors and actresses, all of them, including my beloved Brad Pitt, I would most want to hang out with Margot Robbie at an award show. Wow. She seems really fun. I think she does seem fun. What I think she missed out on is she should have done the thing, which is like very trendy these days, where stylists are kind of dressing them for red carpets like their character in the movie they're promoting. Mm. So, like, she could have done the whole Sharon Tate thing. She could have gone, like, full, like, vintage, like, 
retro style, or she could have pivoted for the Oscars since Harley Quinn's out right now. Mm. Could have like done that, gone like super colorful, super bright. But here she's here in a black dress. Like, what are we doing? Also, the type of blonde she is, there's so many print options for yeah, her. True. And she just doesn't embrace anything. She's them. so beautiful. You would look good in anything. Literally like, anything. Like take she's, one risk. She's gorgeous. We've all seen Wolf of Wall Street. She's <laughs> I absolutely beautiful. There, I was passing through an L article and it says Margot Robbie goes all out in a navy dress and jewel pendant at the 2020 Oscars. I'm like, L, what are you talking about? There's literally nothing that <laughs> probably, went anywhere. Probably here. a favor for her publicist right <laughs> probably. there. Probably. <laughs> um, let's move on to some of the best reaction shots from the evening. Always love seeing what you get from the crowd. There's no, like, curveballs in the crowd this year. Like, without Lady Gaga and without some other, like, randos, there was nothing to, like, oh, this person. Mm -hmm. But we did still get some good ones, uh, nonetheless. Sersha being one of them during the weird opener, which we're going to talk to talk about in a little bit, where Janelle Monae sang and Billy Porter did, like, a musical number. Sersha was really confused. Super <laughs> confused. And, like, in a very earnest way, as, like, only Sersha can be. Like, am I really seeing this? Should I like it? Yeah, it was really funny. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Um, Billie Eilish had a big reaction to Kristen Wiig and Maya Rudolph. <laughs> they Maya Rudolph and Kristen Wiig stayed on stage so long, and at one point they just started singing random songs. Yeah, they were like scatting like you do in a in a jazz song, and I hated it. Kate was sitting beside me, <laughs> I, I cracking up. Funny. Absolutely, I thought loved it was it. funny too. I was I like, love that. I'm entertained. I don't know what's happening, but I'm entertained. Billie Eilish was not entertained, but like, I think you guys might know better than me. Is she ever entertained? Like, does Billie Eilish experience happiness? Does she emote happiness? <laughs> I, do, I think so. She seemed to Do we see, have evidence that she see, has happiness? I remember one time she went on Ellen and talked about how much she loved Justin Bieber. So mm, that was okay. cute. She seemed to be happy then. Mm -hmm. um, she seemed here to see that she was on camera and then make a face. I think this was a purposeful meme. I see. Uh, okay. um, and it was great. Like, it was good enough where I was like, I think you did this on purpose. But mm -hmm. like, it was obviously immediately everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, she just kind of made like a merp like face. <laughs> like, I don't know what's happening. Why is it happening? So yeah, but it was good. I think my like my my inability to penetrate the Billie Eilish complex just makes me really dislike her. Mm. <laughs> but I but I actually know so little about her. I can't find a way in here. Hence yeah. why you cleaned up during her singing portion of the night. While Liz cried. <laughs> also, I wanted us to be able to podcast right away, and it was it That's was true. Messy. responsible. I, I appreciate that. We had a lot of Chinese food. <laughs> it was messy. So yes, I cleaned during her song. <laughs> um, next, the biggest head scratcher for everyone involved in the Oscars was why the fuck Eminem was singing was rapping, singing Lose Yourself, which is an absolute jam. Great song still. Yeah. From 8 Mile. And a uh, friend of the ringer, Rob Mills, who is the SVP of alternative programming at ABC, which includes the Oscars, tweeted that Eminem performed because why not? And because he never ended up, he did win the Oscar for Lose Yourself back when 8 Mile came out, but he never ended up picking up the award. So like this rectified that. But still, it was like mm. pretty, pretty random. Um, so there's no big answer if anyone's wondering. <laughs> and many people were wondering, including Adina Menzel, who they showed her pretty early on his performance and she was just completely confused. And she's just like, you either know her for one of three things, I think. One, you know her from Broadway, mostly for playing Maureen in Rent as the original. You don't think of her as Alphaba? Oh my God, I forgot about Alphaba. Mm -hmm. I, I, like, that's how I know her, yeah. <laughs> one of four things, Maureen and Rent, Alphaba and Wicked, which she's definitely more famous for. Elsa, in Frozen, which she, mm -hmm. why she was there tonight, or an Oscar meme because Adele <laughs> Dazim and now this and now this meme 
name might be like the most famous things about Adina Menzel. Yeah, Rachel Syme tweeted, the real winner of this Oscars is Adina Menzel, who has performed, been name-checked from the main stage, had a viral meme happen while Eminem was performing, and also is already an Oscar legend for a name slip that happened five years ago. Yeah. She was everywhere tonight. She is an Oscars legend. I completely agree. And I, I love... I love Rent. I also like Wicked. So, <laughs> and I I just respect her craft. She's one of the great vocalists of our time. Mm-hmm. She is great. I was really happy for her tonight because she now kind of shaky performer. Mm-hmm. She has sometimes have a hard time with Let It Go, and she she nailed all the notes on Into the yeah, Unknown. I thought she was really good. Me too. And I loved her white dress on stage. She's Me great. and Kate just love it. We yeah, that's actually when we I, really do. That's when I like went back into a different part of the office. We all have I our moments. During her we all have our moments. Yeah. Um, Martin Scorsese and his daughter also very confused about Eminem. <laughs> there was a shot of them when Eminem was performing. First of all, his daughter is like kind of like viral meme queen of her own. Like she, always, I didn't know that you guys. She like has him on her Instagram stories all the time. She like gave him Christmas presents and like Marvel wrapping paper mm-hmm. this year. Like she like really kind of uses like her dad as like her internet joke. So I love that he brought her and she was next to him for all these reaction shots. And there was a moment during Eminem where they both just like closed their eyes and like kind of like fell back into their seats. Like oh my god. <laughs> Why is this happening? Like, what are we doing here? And obviously, again, it was immediately everywhere because it was like two hours in. And yeah. I, that's how everyone was feeling. But I feel like all the reaction shots for his performance alone was split into two <laughs> yeah. pools of people. It was the people who are really confused, like Tina Menzel, or the people that are absolutely jamming out. A lot of white <laughs> people showing themselves. Being like, like, yeah. <laughs> like, rapping along. That's what I just... was in the room, Liz, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as we were all. I so. was really like, this is a great song. I mean, yeah. it is. Yeah. It is. Um, yeah. It was wonderful. A lot of reactions to those people uh, who were feeling a lot of emotions, which we did as well. So we're going to go over some lows and we'll end with our highs to end on a positive note. But let's start low. From the very beginning, it was kind of a questionable tone of the show. So as we mentioned, Janelle Monet did like um, a medley that then Billy Porter got involved in. And the point was to highlight inclusivity and representation in film. And it was sort of like a preemptive message from the Academy to get ahead of the critiques of how this year's Acad- uh, this year's awards uh, a nominees pool was like largely quite male and quite white mm-hmm. and it was really insincere and hollow and strange and kind of like Janelle Monae and Billy Porter it's like a cool opportunity for them and I like, obviously understand why they'd want to do it but kind of like sucks that they are being asked to be like totally. the yeah. representatives of representation yeah that's true and I would watch Janelle Monae do absolutely anything she was really, really good in the performance, but you're absolutely right. I think, honestly, being a host, you get a lot of flack, but you gotta bring back the host. I feel like that was a really big missing component. Yeah, it was very scattered, and a lot of people were talking about sort of, like, the hollow... um, Well, we can kind of segue to this next one, but there was also, like, some sort of, like, hollow girl power moments. Sigourney Weaver went up with Brie Larson and Gal Gadot and literally said, all women are superheroes. That was my personal low. And Uh, that was really horrible. And it was just... It's also, like... Being a woman is like a, is just like I don't it is not being a superhero at all times. Like there's so many things wrong with that. Speak for yourself, Julia. It's, <laughs> it's also a ridiculous expectation. Yeah. It's just so stupid and like a, such a general false statement. It made me really mad. Like let's yeah. be specific and in celebrating women's like equity and achievements, like just saying like all women are superheroes, like saying like all women are unicorns, like it's just so stupid. Especially this year with Little Women, that was so snubbed, and I and it was such a powerful female cast. And Amanda Dobbins had this like amazing reason why and encapsulated perfectly why Little Women is like so wonderful and powerful to women, especially. But 
then like nothing right. happened. And then, what was it, Liz? What was Amanda's reasoning? You, you should, should listen to the big up. picture. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was just all these like and all these presenters and all these like little moments where we'd be like diversity, like inclusivity, blah blah. blah. And then it was like, but like not this year. But <laughs> no year, female maybe. directors. Yeah, and, and it was just really hollow and bad. One um, black actor nominated right. in Cynthia Revo. Like, and then it's like didn't win just, and like. <sighs> It just was so insincere. Yeah. And like, we see what you're trying to do and like, we get it. It's, it's bizarre. Really yeah. bizarre. Just a bad look. Yeah. We also had on our Lowe's list, Kristen Wiig and Maya Rudolph's song. Kate and I don't agree. It's just you, Liz. Yeah. It must have just you're been alone, alone in, that. in that. I, I cannot believe it because you suffer from secondhand embarrassment. I do. I was hiding underneath my sweatshirt. I just genuinely think that Maya Rudolph has never not been funny in her entire life. And I, agree. I find her hilarious and everything she does is funny to me. <laughs> Every time I see her, my, one of my main thoughts is about how she and Paul Thomas Anderson have four kids together. I think about that every day. Wow. It's so weird. I love it. I can't explain it. It makes me want to know so much more about both of them. And she is insanely talented. I agree. Did you mm-hmm. watch Forever on, yes. a- on yeah. Amazon? Yes. She's so good. She's really good. That show was so weird. And I just watched it. For wow. Her. I forgot that that existed. I watched it in like a day. Yeah. It was a weird show. It, it, it's, I've been thinking about it because... um of Downhill, the Will Ferrell, Julie oh, Jarvis. Yeah. It's like a little, a tiny bit similar. Um, but yeah, I, I loved it. And I just thought it was like funny. And otherwise, the show was so boring. I so agree. boring. I like, totally take agree. a risk, Maya it's and Kristen. Slog. Do just, whatever you want. We also have on here a low B- Eminem. I don't, <laughs> I don't agree. How did he end up on this list? I would have him. I didn't put him on here, but I agree that he's a low. Okay. Just, I don't Although need him Although the one life. high out of this was you being able to reheat your take that like he has like a spray painted on beer, <laughs> which I always <laughs> I love and appreciate. He has a fake beard. The <laughs> men of Hollywood are painting beards onto their faces. You heard it here first. I agree at times it has looked like Eminem has a fake beard of some kind, but I thought this was real. But I think he has had a, um, a lot of phases of his appearance. Yeah. So, right. Uh, you know. Stay open to it. Think <laughs> yeah. about it. Think yeah. about it. Um, people confusing Keanu Reeves' mom for his girlfriend. <sighs> Every time Keanu Reeves with a woman, everyone's just like overwhelmed. I like Keanu Reeves a lot. I would say I like. I thought he was fine. I like John Wick. I like Speed. I like ever. I like all of his output. But then I started to really like him as a result of his cameo in Always Be My Maybe. Yeah, on great Netflix. cameo. Wow, that's what did it, huh? Yes, I was like, wow, he's a lot of self awareness and like, and he can make fun of himself. This is great. I love Keanu Reeves, and but I don't think of him as like some kind of like sex play. Like I just, feel I agree. Like people are like obsessed with who he's having sex with, and I'm just like, I don't care that much. They have particularly latched onto him. And right. It's very in recent com- year in, in particular. Yeah. yeah. And it's very common for men to bring their moms and then, you know, women. Actually, I don't know that how many women bring their dads. I can't a, think of many, but. There was a lot of moms tonight. Yeah, a lot of moms. But just can't believe that was wrong. Yeah, he, uh, he showed up with his mom and she has white hair. And last year, Keanu Reeves stepped out with like his artsy girlfriend yes. of a long time. But people were recently finding out about her who's like 10 years younger than him. But she has like a gray Be- white hair. It's she like had a very lovely. Style. Yeah. yeah. Very artsy. Like you're just right. like your cool mom, your cool, your friend's cool mom, or like right. your cool aunt. Your mm-hmm. art teacher. Yeah. Yeah. She just like has a like cool architectural glasses and like great clothes. You know yeah. the type people. For sure. <laughs> and so people saw that he was with a woman with white hair who looked older than 30 and was like, this is his girlfriend. <laughs> and THR, the Hollywood reporter, tweeted it out and it was his mom. Like, <laughs> what a low. And that's, and that's, I why, just, that's why the like, annoying phrasing of all women are superheroes drives me crazy is because it just there's such 
there's just a little nuance in how like women are often discussed. And it's either Keanu Reeves is like with a new girlfriend at all times or all women are superheroes and like right. nothing in between. Like there's not even a room for like Keanu Reeves' mom. We don't have like the lexicon for that. It drives me, it drives me insane, honestly. I'm so excited for this next one. James Corden and Rebel Wilson dressing up as cats and playing with the mics. <laughs> The mics, before we start on the fucking hellscape that was the cats part, the mics were also a big low. People kept hitting them with the cards yeah. they opened. I don't know if, like, the tape before as you step up was a little too close. But I think because they were pretty active in raising they were and lowering moving the mics. A lot. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. That there was a lot of issues, people, like, hitting them. Because yeah. they, they were moving around a lot, right? Yeah. So they came out dressed as cats, which is, like, commentary on their flop of a film, Cats. And it was awkward and weird and not that funny. What I didn't like was that they made fun of it. And they were like, oh, like, weird that we're presenting visual effects. I was like, first of all, you collected a large sum of money from mm-hmm. this movie. You promoted this movie. Had this movie been nominated for anything, you would not be making fun of it. Right. And now you just are because people didn't like it. I actually, I couldn't tell if the audience laughed. They didn't pan away at all. It was just straight on the two of them. But I can't tell if the people in the room, like, also found that funny or were just like, this is a really bad look for you guys. Yeah, because I'm I, like, you're I making fun of everyone else's stuff. Everyone's yeah. uncomfortable. It's pretty fucked up how James Corden has led the way in, like, Cat's criticism. Yeah. And she's like, man, stand by your work or like just say right. nothing. And he's not like, oh, I was so bad in cats. He's like, oh, the people who are supposed to make me look good in cats really fucking suck. I was like James Corden's number one fan for a very long time. And I've kind of turned on him. It's a, it's, it's a little sad. Yeah. He, yeah. He makes it tough, you know? I think he might have like gotten too big. Mm. I don't know. It's yeah. hard. It is hard. Okay, next. Joaquin Phoenix's oh speech talking about artificially inseminating cows and then separating adult cows, mom cows from baby calves. I feel like Tea Time specifically has really put a lot of time and effort into covering Joaquin Phoenix's insane um, animal activism. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's a good thing that he wants to save the planet. But we have been talking about the crazy shit that he's been doing for like a full year. Yeah, maybe. Like a full year. And I honestly feel like all of our efforts have paid off. I was waiting for him. He was going through like, oh, like, you know, diversity and all these issues are the same and, you know, gender and blah, blah, blah. And I was waiting he, and waiting and waiting. He said he said queer rights. Queer rights. Aborigine rights. Yes. And then animal rights. And then he said species. And yeah. I was so happy. <laughs> I was like, yes. And then he went right into all the animal rights stuff. He talked about artificially inseminating cows on the Oscar stage. And I just felt such joy for me and for Veg News um, and for everyone who's been with us on this journey. Obviously, he's a really talented actor and will be in Hollywood for a long time. Do you think this is now just the trajectory? Every awards that like he ever wins, he's going to have to be like this? Yes. Okay. I think he'll like disappear for a little while mm. after this. I think he'll like go back into his cave activism cave with mm-hmm. Rooney Mara. Yeah. And, like they'll do like weird bondage. Yeah. Well, and- he skipped. Did he skip the BAFTAs to like? Comfort pigs on the way to oh, the yes. slaughterhouse. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I think he'll so I, he'll keep doing that. To his credit, at least he like actually does put action. I genuinely, he genuinely has like kind of turned me around on him over the course of this year that we've been making fun of him. Like and I he, actually am he also impressed. Is apologetic for his previous actions, which I yeah. think is legit. I mean, he called himself a scoundrel. I genuinely tonight. have come around. He backs up his words. He does. Yeah. I think, and I think that's like pretty important. And that's yeah. also why Jane Fonda is great because she's like, okay, mm-hmm. today I'm getting arrested. Right. When you actually like, go out there and protest and pursue the causes you believe in, it's pretty cool. So I, I know I, I really come around. But he just the way that he speaks is like is just like <laughs> just makes you like so uncomfortable. All you can do is laugh. Yeah. 
The tribute to his brother was also very sweet. It was yes. right at the end. It was a, it was a roller coaster of highs and lows with with uh, Rocky It was N- never a dull moment with this guy. Also, I, I really like Walk the Line, so I really like want to like too. him. It's a great great movie. <laughs> Me too. It's like the last time I liked Reese Witherspoon as well. So wow, we'll have to talk Big about that you. later. I have questions. <laughs> Let's go positive. Let's talk about the highs of the night. Number one, it was a red carpet moment that transcended into the show. Leonardo DiCaprio actually brought and sat next to his girlfriend of the last few months, Camilla Morone. It's been longer than a few I months. I believe it's been over two years. It has? I believe. We are heavy on the Camilla Morone beat yes. on Tea Time. Um, we've been keeping an eye on this. First of all, my 2020 prediction was that Leo's going to like really make a commitment. Wow. Feels like this is it. <laughs> feel like this d- feels like this counts. They have been together since late 2017. It's 2020 now. This Guys, is this huge. is big for Leo. This is big for her. I'm so happy. Camilla, extremely good actress. I've seen a lot of reviews lately of movies that she's been in, like indies and stuff, and like actually being like, keep an eye on her, like as an actress. Okay, great. Great. She's yeah. in the front row. I mean, I know. She looks lovely. She did look great. She looked really nice. Yeah. She was perfect uh, date for a lead actor nominee. Totally. Yes. Totally. She looked beautiful and noticeable, but wasn't like um, scene stealing. Yes. Yeah. And she kind of. She wasn't even that safe. She was wearing like a cool, like very couture dress, mm-hmm, like it a was, structured corset thing. Yeah, yeah. and it was like in a, it was like in a nice, um, kind of like blush color that's like basically the same as my nail polish right now. You're right, mm-hmm. it was. And it was, she looked really lovely. Well, yeah. you guys, you convinced me. I'm on board with these two. <gasps> oh Yay! my god, this is huge. Yeah, this is huge for their relationship. Soon, Leonardo DiCaprio is not only going to be an Instagram boyfriend; he's going to be in front of the camera. I see like a Instagram wow. coming of the two of them. Wow, love this. I know. I'm excited. Can we get invited to their wedding? Do you think? Can us? Yeah. We, uh, let's work on it. I'm gonna say yeah. Let's work on it. What kind of prenup would would Leonardo DiCaprio's wife have to sign? Just everything, you know. Just 100% <laughs> no, no right. Yeah, anything. absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> so wild. <laughs> okay, next. Steve Martin and Chris Rock started the show. They came, in, in lieu of a host, those two came out together. Two former hosts, two former SNL guys, and they made a lot of jokes. Not many of them were not funny, but their jokes about Jeff Bezos were really funny. Bezos, sorry. I can't say names today. Um, they made a lot of divorce jokes about him. They best one was when Chris Rock said that Jeff Bezos saw Marriage Story and thought it was a joke or thought it was a comedy. That <laughs> was really funny. Right there, that With was a little right tough. Next to him. It was a little tough, but you know what? I enjoyed it. And also, Jeff Bezos is just absolutely unfazed. He was just laughing along because he's a he billionaire. Was, he doesn't he was care. Like, he was like, he "Yeah, was like, you're right. I'm still really rich, and I did get divorced. That's Keep correct." Cracking those jokes. <laughs> That's yeah. correct. Um, we mentioned this one: Adina Menzel hitting the high notes that she had to hit. Yeah, Thrilling. and my, I mean, this is probably the top, like one of my top moments of 2020 so far. I mean, we're only like five weeks in, but um, Brad Pitt won the first award of the night. And he gave a speech, which was not the same kind of joke-heavy speech he's been given this whole award season. He had a political comment about John Bolton not testifying in front of Congress. And it was a really lovely speech. I I liked it a lot. I thought I was going to be upset, though, because all I really wanted was for him to acknowledge his children. And Amanda and I have discussed on Jam Session, like, maybe why he hasn't. And then at the end, he said, this is for my kids. And I lost my shit. You really I was, did. I was so excited. So he skipped the bathtub to, like, reunite with... Maddox. Maddox, right? Do you think that was, like, leading up to this? I think he would have done it anyway. I think, okay. I think he... Uh, obviously, his situation with his kids and Angelina Jolie is intense and complicated and something that they don't want to be out in the public very much. Mm-hmm. So 
I don't think it would have made... I think that he probably was strategic and thinking, like, I'll just use the one speech that's most impactful to mention them. I think mm-hmm. this was probably all very calculated. So I think even without the Maddox summit, sure, um, this probably would have happened anyway. But um, I just thought it was really sweet. I, yeah. feel like, I feel like we've gotten the full Brad Pitt experience over the totally. last five years. We weeks. really did. And boy, do I love it. I love <laughs> Brad Pitt. He is so... Hot. <laughs> Kate, would you like to talk about his hair? I love him and I love his mullet, which is something that he, he has. He doesn't have a mullet. On his head. He has long hair that was combed in a specific way. He doesn't have a mullet. I disagree, but he looks great. Liz, and even if it is a mullet, he looks great. Does he have a mullet? It cannot be a mullet if you can put the hair behind your ears. Guys, a it's mullet. hairsprayed behind his ears. No. Yeah, yeah, and it would be even less mullet-like if it wasn't sprayed that way. It would be like a shaggy hairstyle. It's right? a shaggy mullet, but um, you're so alone in this. I feel bad for First you. First of all, the majority of my Twitter followers agreed with me. Okay. So that's a really self-selecting yeah. hate mullet hive. <laughs> okay. I wasn't going to mention it until you said I was alone. <laughs> okay. Um, also, on that related note, my favorite winners, other than Brad Pitt and of course all the parasite people, which we'll get to momentarily was when uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood that these two lovely women won for production design. <laughs> the women who won were Barbara Ling, who won, who was a production designer, and Nancy Haig, who was a set decorator. And they just seemed like, that was like real Santa Monica to me. Like, these are the type of people who like work in the industry and live in LA. And like, they've been here for 20 plus years and like are just real... Southern Californians. And I felt like it was a type of person that the wider world might not know about. But like if you live in LA, you're like, I know that type and I love it. That's actually so true. And I think this happens every Oscars or every awards is like women in their clogs and their comfy pants and their big chunky jewelry come up and (laughs) they're like the actual backbone of Hollywood. And I'm like, this is what it is. It's not these like tight size zero dresses. It's these women in their clogs and their frizzy hair. And I fucking love it. I do too. I see. Seriously, I love them. I felt more empowered by the two of them getting up there being like, thanks, great. Yeah. Than I did with any fucking woman being their fucking Botox. You're like, thank you. I completely agree with you. I was like, give me Barbara and Nancy yes. every hour of every day of the week <laughs> yes. over Renee Zellweger. Like, no thanks. Renee, I respect yes. your work. Good for you. You look great. You're not real. But Barbara and Nancy are like career women who are Oscar winners. Yes. And like just they obviously have had great careers. And I feel like they are like they are the type of women that you actually should be celebrating and be like, not all women are superheroes, but some are really (laughs) talented production designers and set decorators. That's exactly what I was just going to say. If they were the ones to be like, all women are superheroes, I'd have been like, fuck yeah, we are. This is amazing. (laughs) Yeah, Barbara. (laughs) But not Sigourney Weaver. I I completely agree. They were just so delightful. Delightful and also like so nonplussed. I just kind of like kept yes. it moving. Yes. I loved, I love them. I'm I'm thankful for them. Me as well. Um, another high. Tom Hanks unnecessarily shitting on Colin Jost. <laughs> <laughs> Can you guys explain exactly what happened yeah, here? So Tom Hanks came out to talk about the new Academy Museum. And he was basically like making all these jokes about how like all these actors, you know, working on it out here, you know, hammering drywall. And he was like, we got Brad Pitt on the roof with his shirt off, obviously a nod to his scene in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And then he's like, Colin Jost is up there with him, also with his shirt off. And that's not a contest. (laughs) (laughs) Again, no camera pan to Colin Jost. Jost. Where he could have like very graciously kind of laughed and done it. No, 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 not a chance to do that. Just a drive by shooting by Tom Hanks. (laughs) Which is so much better. Absolutely savage. Colin Jost found dead in a ditch, um, and I just loved it. To be shat on that specifically by the most beloved man in Hollywood is absolutely incredible. Honestly, it's an honor. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) 
I absolutely agree. And it's just like, it's been it's been Tom Hanks season for a minute. It has. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's not Colin Joe season ever. <laughs> ever. Never. How long do you give that marriage, by the way? Scar Joe and Jost. Uh, two years. Scar Jost. No. Four years. Um, lastly, we must celebrate Parasite, a movie Yay! that we all love. Liz, do you love that movie? Yes, I do. I've never fact. discussed it with you. Oh, yes, I did. I watched it with kind of half my eye closed because it got really scary at the end. No spoilers, but it gets gory. <laughs> it's a great, um, but great, I loved great it. movie. Yeah. It was so wonderful. And it also made the Oscars worthwhile and interesting because it, it was like the, the best movie did win. And we didn't have to suffer through 1917 winning, which has been like so boring and like stupid and incorrect. And the speeches were incredible. Director Bong, all of his speeches were so sweet. He's most the most likable person. He's just he really so is. charming. He he really is. And uh, his when he his speech for best director was particularly touching. He quoted Martin Scorsese, mm-hmm. and then he shouted out Martin Scorsese, and then he shouted out Quentin Tarantino, and in just in such a genuine way. Yeah, it was so touching. And then he also mentioned Todd Phillips and Sam Mendes. Like he's just mm-hmm. like a, he just seems like a really wonderful guy. And the best part of him winning is we got to see. Sharon Choi, his translator. Oh my gosh, she crushed it. I love her. She, she did. continued she was to crush so it. So happy she was. It was so cute. She went off stage after he won Best Director, obviously not knowing that they were going to win Best Picture right after that. Um, and like right as soon as they started walking, she was like hitting his arm, like "Oh, you won, you won!" <laughs> but like on stage, she was so professional and like such a rock star, and she like didn't see that right until they walked off. She's just the best. And it was so nice because you could tell that they were like so happy with each award. Like they were like, "Okay, original screenplay, like yes, great, we weren't expecting that, amazing." And then it was like. International feature, like, that's it, we're done. And then it was like, best director, holy shit, amazing, we weren't expecting that. Like, wow, we won three awards. And then best picture was like, holy shit. It was just, it was genuinely special. Yeah. And it was great because after he won best director, he made the cast kind of stand up and acknowledge. Yeah. So just in case that hadn't happened again, right. they still got that chance Right, because there were no acting it. nominees yeah. either. So, yeah. yeah, so like he made them stand up, be like, this is my cast, this is why I'm here. Yes. Yeah, just great. It, it was really genuinely special and also... In my opinion, the most interesting and substantive movie. So it was really cool for that to be rewarded in this way. It, it was really awesome. And then the last speech of the night was not even from director Bong, nor was it from Sharon Choi. It was from one of the producers who's named Mickey Lee. And she was, um, they moved the mic down for her because she's very petite. Mm-hmm. And she gave like a long rambling speech about how great director Bong is and just all of this stuff. And it was so charming. She's great. And it was really cool to see people that we aren't so familiar with. Like obviously yeah. lo- love Brad Pitt winning, but it was awesome to see this entire Hosts of new faces, all these Koreans. It just was so heartwarming and genuinely special. And even better was the lights went down. The awards were supposed to stop. And then the entire audience, including her Mickey Lee, started raising their hands up and saying like, Tom Go. Hanks in the front row yeah. was like, yeah. up, up. And yeah. then finally they brought the lights back up so that she could And then talk. she got her chance to shine. It was amazing. Yeah. It was really cool to watch the whole room be very excited about yeah. the yeah. the movie. I'm sure Sean and Amanda will go way into this on the yes. new picture, so check it out. But just as like a, a more, a much more casual viewer of the show and watcher of movies, it was just still so exciting and we were all really rooting for Parasite, so it was great. Mm-hmm. It's just wild when like the right thing wins. I know. Yeah. <laughs> we're know? not used to it here in America. We're really not. <laughs> we aren't. And it was like, it was um, invigorating. Genuinely thrilling. It, yeah. yeah. And I, I immediately went and, and uh, watched the the Jessica jingle on YouTube. You gotta do it. You gotta. <laughs> you gotta. And it was a good way to end the show. We were all like, we ran out. We were Super energized. Yeah. <laughs> Jessica, only child 
Illinois, Illinois, Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> so good. <laughs> um, thank you so much for listening tonight or in the morning whenever you're doing your Oscars catch-up. Check out Jam Session on Wednesday. I'll tell you, we're going to talk more about Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio. I can't wait to get into it. And check out Tea Time on Friday. I'll tell you, we're going to talk about more about Walking Phoenix and Vex News. Can't wait to get into it. Uh, this has been Ringer Dish. Thank you for listening. Woo!